Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Quiet, please. Broadcasting System presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for tonight is called Clarissa. No. He was dead before the fire started. I've told you that a dozen times. No, I can't prove it. Of course not. It... You just have to believe me. Take my word for it. I can't prove he was dead. You can't prove he wasn't. And anyway, what difference does it make now? I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you very well. Yes. Well, all right. It was an old black shell of a house. A house that has lived too long. A house where the floors groaned in pain at night, where the windows shuddered at the gentlest touch of the wind. Where door latches suddenly gave up their grip and let the night come snipping into the house to paw at your eyes and wake you to the other silences that lay around you. It was never warm there. In the winter, old Heinz kept the fire going in the fireplace in the old sitting room, but the, the logs were scrawny and the draft was bad and... And the flames seemed to grudge us their warmth so that we shivered all through the day. We're glad when night came and we could escape to the meager comfort of the drafty bedrooms. And in the summer, there was a dampness about the place. An unhealthy clamminess drifted from the walls and stirred uneasily among the ancient smells of decay that clung to the place. Well, I suppose you could call old... 
strengths, a, a character. You said you didn't know him? An immigrant from the Rhineland sometime in the early 70s. Uh, that would make him, uh, let me see, how old? Ich war in Rheinland geboren. In der Jahrzeit 1862. That's right, uh, 1862. He was an old man, but he never appeared old. You might have taken him for a vigorous man of 60. His hair and his scraggly mustache were jet black. I suspect he dyed them regularly. And his blue eyes seemed as keen as those of a boy of 18. And he'd never been away from the house for a single night, he used to say, from the day he bought it and moved into it in 1888. And it was an old house then. Yes, I spent some very dreary days and nights in that house. Huh? I couldn't afford a better place to live. No, people don't go to live in a haunted house if they can find another place, you know. Child. 
I do not wish you to be bothered. Why, she wouldn't bother me, Heinz. I like children. There's enough left here in the bottle for one more for each of us, huh? Thank you, Heinz. And yes, Schlafwohl. And I drank the last of the wine with the old man. And then I climbed the creaking stairs to the dreary little room, carrying the kerosene lamp in one hand and casting fabulous shadows on the peeling wallpaper. Seeing the ancient plush-covered rocking chair nodding away at me as I entered the room, as if a startled occupant had suddenly deserted it at the sound of my footsteps on the stairs. And the cold spring rain drenching the window panes. And the murmured complaints of the beams and rafters of the old house. The pleasant, musty fumes of the wine I had drunk kept sleep away for a while when I'd blown out the lamp. The melody of that children's song flowed again across my mind as I lay there. My thoughts wandered to the lonely child that dwelt in the haunted house with the old man and the newcomb student. I smiled at myself as I thought. Now that settles the question of the house being haunted, doesn't it? People have heard the little girl singing to herself in the night. They've not known that a little girl lived here too. Yeah, that's the ghost. And I smiled again at superstitions. And another idle thought struck me. I wondered at the child's age. Ten or twelve years old by the sound of her voice. And somewhere in the back of my drowsy mind, I seemed to remember that Heinz had told me Helena, his wife, had died. Well, was it the year of the San Francisco earthquake? Well, that would be 1906. That would be 42 years ago. And this was a child of 10 or 12. I must have been mistaken. I was getting sleepy. The wine, the rain. The dark. Yes, I suppose so. 
Uh, you don't need to keep the little girl out of sight on my account, Heinz. I like children. Oh, she bother you. Oh, no, I've got a little sister back home. Oh, yeah? Miriam. She's 11. Clagatha is older. Oh? Miriam's got bright yellow hair. Clagatha has dark hair. Yeah, I, uh, I got a picture of her here. Oh, so? Oh, she's very pretty. I have a picture of Clagatha. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I'll see you tonight, huh? Yes? Yeah, sure, Hyde. I should have let the thing drop then and there. If the old man felt that children should be kept away from adults, that was his privilege, of course. And although I was often lonely for other company than the old man, I was a dweller in his house, naturally subject to his wishes. My work? No, I never left the place. Uh, my book. Oh, I was writing a book. <laughs> no, not very exciting. Mathematics. I have some theories. No, the book is gone. The fire, you remember? I could understand Heinz. I thought he obviously had a great respect for a man's work, especially a work of such apparent erudition. I must not be disturbed. I might stay in my room day and night with my slide rules and my profile paper and my broken flower pot full of sharpened pencils. And I was not to be disturbed. But how many times I wished for the happy sound of my little sister Miriam's gay laughter. Found myself listening for the lilt of the little girl song that she used to sing. And that Clarissa knew too. Heinz mentioned Clarissa... Occasionally. I sometimes wish that I could have sent Clarissa to school, Jesse. Well, it's too bad you didn't. Mm, always there was never enough money. Why, oh, there are schools. Public schools, Heinz. No, not for Clarissa's free schools. You know, I wonder. Wonder? Well, you know, uh, children are supposed to go to school. I'm surprised that the school authorities haven't been to see about sending her. The police? Oh, no, not the police. But there are laws about schools. I mean, you might find yourself in trouble if they discover you have a daughter of school age. They will come here. Well, if they find out. Jesse, you will not tell. Now, look here, Heinz. Uh, you're not being fair to the child. But yes, yes. No, really, I mean it. Uh, hasn't she ever been to school? Well, I, I teach her a little. Well, Heinz, uh, it's none of my business. But you're doing her a very serious harm. No, no. Listen, Jesse. You don't tell anybody about them. Well, I don't know, Heinz. If they come and ask me... Jesse, listen. I, I tell you something. Well? Clarissa can't go to school. Well, why not? I, I told you it doesn't cost anything. It is not that. Well, then? She, she's not well. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Heinz. Uh, look, uh, would you like it if I gave her a little of my time and, and taught her some of the elementary? No, no, please don't. Well, I'd be glad to. No. Well, have it your way, Heinz. I don't mean to run too on your affairs, but after all, uh, a child... I'm sorry, Jesse. I thank you, but no. All right.
kindly old man. Yes, he was kindly. And a sick child who had never seen the inside of a schoolroom who was growing up to become... What? In an ancient moldering house. A house that had lived too long. Alone with a father born 86 years ago. Alone at night in the darkness with the house, grumbling and complaining around me. I thought about the plight of the child. Sometimes I could hear her song far away somewhere in the dank recesses of that crumbling house. And my thoughts revolved again about this mystery. Heinz said she was not well. Heinz would not allow her to appear. Was Clarissa some misshapen monster child that she must be pent up and never see the sun? Was she... I detest mysteries of that kind. I love the good, clean mysteries of abscissa and ordinate, the logarithm and anti-logarithm of the calculus and the grand old theorems devised by the ancients. But the fascinating mysteries of the human mind and of human behavior are alien to me. They're my hate. And my thoughts crept further and further away from the ten numbers as doubt and speculation about the child laid hold of my mind. In the night, how often I heard her sobs, I thought, sometimes close outside my door. And yet when I opened the door, there was nothing. And old Heinz grew more and more taciturn. He never spoke of his daughter. He seemed to avoid me by day and to disappear by night. The summer came then, and the fall, and winter. My book was going badly, and my thoughts wandered. I must leave this place, I thought, or find out this mystery. And again I asked the old man if there was not something I might do for this pathetic child, this invisible, haunting voice. No, Jesse. There is nothing you could do. But Christmas is coming, Heinz. Uh, what can I get her for Christmas? No, why not, Jesse? What? My Helene. She died on the eve of Christmas. Well, uh, but Heinz, you owe it to the child. No. But let us not speak of it again. But to me, the thought of Christmas passing by this child was unspeakable. I determined that if the old man would do nothing about it, I would. You know, I had little money, and there was so little I could do. But I did come into the town here, and I found a toy for her. I, I found one I could afford. A little woolly lamb. A little woolly white lamb with black buttons for eyes and a, a blue silk ribbon about its neck and a gay little blue flower in its mouth. Well, I hung a little card about its neck that said, Merry Christmas to Clarissa. And on Christmas Eve, Heinz and I shared the last bottle of Ben Kostler Doctor before the miserly little fire. And I gave him one of the handkerchiefs my little sister Miriam had sent me, and he gave me an old stone crude with a heavy pewter top that he said came from Heidelberg. And we regretted that there was no creamy Pilsner Urquell to drink from it. Wished each other a happy Christmas. And then, in the night, I was awakened by a tiny sound. And I lay awake silently for a moment. 
And there was another sound. A hesitant little footstep. And a rustling at the dresser across the room from me. And I lay quietly and listened. <laughs> Is that you, Clarissa? Is that you, Clarissa? Of my own man, huh? Hi. 
screamed at the father threatening every kind of vengeance on him. Till at last I suddenly realized that I was being hysterically silly. In the silence, I could hear nothing but the moan of the wind around the rusty cornices of the house and the hiss of snowflakes against the window. And I sat down, shaken, bitter at myself for giving way to such an outburst over a child's crying in the night. And at, at last I lay down again. And in the frosty silence of the early dawn, I fell asleep. And when I awoke hours later and found my door unlocked again, Heinz was not to be found. Not that day, nor the next. I tramped through the house, opening doors, calling him, calling Clarissa. There was not a sound to answer me. I found a little wood and made a miserable fire. I suppose I ate. I don't remember any too well. And at night I went to bed, till I shivering for hours, straining my ears for a sound. The sound of a child's song. The sound of a father's footstep in the cold darkness. And it was morning, nearly morning, Gray fingers of morning plucking at the frost-rhymed windows. And I awoke to see Hines standing beside my bed. In the two days, he seemed to have aged 20 years. He was an old, old man. He spoke to me. Jesse, my friend... What's the matter, Hines? No, much matter, Jesse. I am dying. Why, Hines? It is finished now, Jesse. Anders is horrible. Uh, uh, here, uh, uh, sit down. No, no. Hear me. See, the key to Clarissa's room. You take it. Oh, is she all right? Hines! Too late. For me now, go close this room. Do what is to be done. I lifted him to the bed. I bent over him. I listened for his heart. There was no sound. Heinz was dead. Yes, just as I told you before, he died. He died there in my room, yes. What? Oh, yes. In the little half-light, I found the kerosene lamp and I lit it. I took the key from the floor where he dropped it. No. I found the room very easily. It was at the far end of the hall. I called. Clarissa? Clarissa? Tiny old, old woman with long white hair braided into pigtails. 
over in the lamp, dropped out of my hand, and the flames started licking around the dry-as-dust draperies and the fragile old oaken boards in the floor. I turned and went out of the house. Well, what else was there to do? The house had lived too long. And so had the father and daughter who dwelt there. how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.